baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hello, fellow Patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. Aloha's to you. Great to have you along. Hope you had a nice weekend. Here we go, getting underway with another embattled work week. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. My email address, as always, bob at 1063word.com. And uh, in beginning the program today, uh, we welcome in an old friend as a guest, Corey Lewandowski, former campaign manager for President Trump, uh, author of three separate bestsellers about the president. Corey, it's great to have you back. How are you, buddy? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Where Where are you right now, Corey? I am in the beautiful state of New Hampshire, which is my home state. It's about 92 degrees. Uh, I know you guys in South Carolina, that's like, you know, baby talk for you guys. I get it. But for here, it's hot. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, uh, We like it uh, a little more humid than it probably is down there. Humidity here is probably only about 200 percent right now. So, uh, yeah. So you're uh, saying it is, it's a dry heat. Is that what you're saying? It's, a dry, it's like Arizona. It's 197, but it's a dry heat. You say, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, it's a dry heat. Not to worry about it. Corey, it's great to have you back. And and a pretty big day. You know, those of us with a long enough memory may remember. The Democrats, the, uh, the socialist progressive Marxist, love to talk about how they're for the underdog, for helping the underprivileged, for helping minorities. And they're a bunch of hypocrites because I'm old enough uh, to remember all the way back, Corey, to 2013 when uh, President Obama submitted his budget request, okay, for 2013. And he requested zero funding for the D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program, a program that allowed children from low-income D.C. families, virtually all of them minorities, to attend private schools with federal vouchers of up to $12,000 annually. So these kids could have an opportunity, get out of the maw of public education, and, and go to some of the same schools that various presidents, including Obama, sent his own kids to. Well, you, you, and you remember at the State of the Union, the uproar, when Donald Trump bestowed a scholarship on the African-American girl so she had the privilege to go to a better school than the one that she was stuck in, the schools that weren't performing. And, exactly. uh, you know, they said it was all a ploy. You know, here's where we are, and we're in a whole new world because of this COVID thing. Let me tell you something. You know, for the last three months, from March all the way through the end of the school year, my four children had to do what we call online learning. They weren't going to the schools anymore, and I think that was probably the case with every kid across America. Right. If that's the case... Why is it now 
that these people who are underserved in these inner city schools can't go online and go to schools at Beverly Hills at 90210 or at, you know, the greatest school system in the country. If they're stuck at home and there's no longer in-person learning because of the COVID problem, then right. every single child in America should have the opportunity to go to any school they want in America if we're all doing online learning. That is a, that is a brilliant idea, Corey. And, and, I hadn't thought it all the way through, I guess, but you're right. I mean, why shouldn't some kid uh, who is stuck uh, in an underperforming school system be able to finish high school? Let's say Brooklyn Science or or some of these other outstanding high schools across the country. It, it makes perfect sense. Well, and look, the money is going to follow the student. So if the student is living on the south side of Chicago, but they have to remote learn to the best school system in America, wherever right. that may be, then the money would go to that school system anyway. So these teachers should be in favor of this. If the Democrats truly cared about educating our young students and giving them the economic opportunities through education that they deserve, then that's what they should be pushing right now, which is if you are stuck at home in the world of COVID-19, mm-hmm. you know what my computer doesn't know if I'm going to my local high school or I'm going to three high schools away. So right. let's give everyone the opportunity to go to any school they want so we can educate our children. Yeah, it 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 uh, it just makes too much sense, Corey, to work because in in the D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program, tens of thousands of families tried to participate. The program started in '04, and then when Obama came in, as I mentioned, he killed it. A, a vast majority of residents in D.C. favored it, but here's the rub, and this will be very familiar to you: teachers' unions opposed it. And with the help of obliging Democrats, they they ended up killing the program. Again, you know, we're back to NEA. uh, We're back to the educrats. Well, that's always the case, right? They say it's about the children, but what we really know is it's about the teachers. You know, right now, you're seeing the teachers pushing back about the desire to go back to school. They don't want to do that. And they're saying it's not our responsibility to take care of your children. Look, let me give you the dichotomy in this presidential election. Donald Trump wants to close the border and open our schools. The Democrats want to open our border and close our schools. (laughs) That's really what we're talking about. Sure. The fact that you can go to Walmart, and I get nothing against Walmart. In any city in America that has a Walmart, guess what? They're open. But most of the federal government is closed. And we can say, hey, you can go to Walmart, but you can't go into the school system. It's such hypocrisy. It's amazing that this continues to go on, but the mainstream media promulgates this because they know it helps the Democrats. Yeah, and I'll give you, I'll give you another one. You can go out as a uh, masked BLM thug or an Antifa armored up to the hilt thug and protest and tear down statues and, and burn and loot, but you can't go to church on Sunday because it's a threat and might spread the pandemic? You know, he, he, you know, your listeners understand this. The Washington Post, right after Donald Trump did his rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, went back to Tulsa and they wrote a front page story how because of the Trump rally there, the case of COVID-19 were increasing because Donald Trump had a rally <laughs> in Tulsa. They don't write the fact that the marauders who are running through the streets throwing, you know, Molotov cocktails through police cars in New York and every major city. There was no additional spread of COVID. And those guys are perfectly fine. But if you go to a Trump rally or you go to church right. or you want to be near somebody and pray, oh, my God, now you are, you know, uh, wrong in every nature. The, the American people are so tired of this. They see right through this whole charade, which is the mainstream media. 
The media has the same approval rating by and large as the members of Congress, which is about 4% on a good day, and maybe that's too high. And, and, you know, it's it's just amazing because people are smart. It's called self-awareness, and you have to have some personal responsibility. And if you're in a demographic that is susceptible to get COVID-19, don't go out. Take the necessary precautions, right? That's called personal responsibility. And, And believe me, I am not minimizing or demeaning the people who've died from this because one death is too many. But the the COVID-19 crisis has a 99.96% survival rate. And what we have never seen in our nation's history is the closing of the entire economy based on a pandemic. Ever, never, never. And, And we've never seen the tracking on a daily basis of, how many people catch the flu every year? And, and right. again, I'm not trying to demean this, but I've never remembered in my adult life seeing the CNN crawler saying nine more people are diagnosed with the flu this week. Right. I mean, di- being diagnosed with something and dying from it are two very different things. And our mortality rate continues to shrink. Yeah. And it's ridiculous uh, to see the examples. And we saw what happened in Florida in the last week where, where the numbers obviously were gamed. Uh, Orlando Health had turned in 98% positives in their testing uh, for one test period. And a local Fox uh, TV affiliate, there's a, wait a minute, 98%? And they went back and they checked and they said, oh, wait a minute, we're sorry. Uh, it was 9.8%. <laughs> and well, and an, it, another crazy, example. yeah, crazy your, example. Your example is, yeah, go ahead. The motorcycle accident guy. Exactly. That's exactly where I'm going. You tell him that story. So this is amazing. A man's driving on a motorcycle. He gets into an accident. And this is a true story. And he dies. Right. He gets killed on his motorcycle accident through either his fault or no fault of his own. They diagnosed his death as a COVID-19 related death because when they did the (laughs) autopsy, he had COVID-19. Right. Now, what actually killed him was probably the blunt force object, either the street or the thing he crashed into. You think? They said, no, no, that's a (laughs) COVID-19 death. Right. I mean, I mean. It's amazing to me that this stuff, and and the only reason that that was even exposed was because of exactly what you said. A Fox affiliate went there and said, hey, excuse me, this guy crashed into like a tree. Did the tree have COVID? No, no, oh, sorry, right? It's it's amazing. Now, and here's the kicker of the story. So the reporter is investigating and says to to the organization, whichever one it is in Florida, Florida Health Department or whoever, said, wait a minute, this guy... Uh, who you're saying died of COVID-19, died because he, he wrecked his motorcycle. And the response was, get this, the response was, maybe he wrecked his motorcycle because he had COVID-19. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's just laughable. I mean, what, he, he, got a, he got a coughing fit, uh, he had a sneezing fit, and that's what caused him, jeez. Uh, I mean, this is why... Really, I, I think the media has overplayed their hand in this. You bet. It was very evident while all these protests and marauders were running around. There was nobody saying we must social distance. It didn't matter which community you were from. It was perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden, people want to go to church. People want to come out to a Donald Trump rally, and they say, look how irresponsible these people are. We can't have them going and praying to God. They may you know, give each other COVID. Yeah. Uh, it, but if you want to go and throw a brick through a window and loot a store or <laughs> – kill a police officer or light a precinct on fire. Hey, that's no problem. That's, and those are mostly quote, peaceful protests. Go tell that to the officer who was killed. Go tell that to the families who were hurt. Go tell it to the guys whose son was killed in the chop zone. The police couldn't respond. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's truly uh, all intended uh, to leave us feeling drained and frustrated and dispirited uh, because the left is good, with the assistance of the media, of course, of manipulating everybody's emotions. They are, and that's why it's so important that, you know, talk radio hosts like you can get out and tell the truth. And, you know, what this election is about going forward, the Donald Trump versus Joe Biden election, it's very simple. It is about the future of our country. If you like your lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle is on a, under Donald Trump, you can keep it. If you want to change your lifestyle, believe me, the Biden, AOC, Rashid Tlaibs of the world will do that for you. Yep. They will tell you you can't get on an airplane. They'll tell you you can't eat cheeseburgers, although they can eat them. You know, <laughs> they will tell you everything that you can't do that they will do, including everything from you know getting rid of the Second Amendment to destroying our statues, including statues of Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, and Frederick Douglass. Right. That's okay, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how things are going. It uh, it truly is incredible, and uh, and it's good to know, Corey, that that you and and people like you uh, are fighting back against this. And and I know it's swimming upstream with the the media acting as nothing but the propaganda arm uh, for the for the DNC. But believe me, we appreciate it. What are, what are your your plans uh, between now and election day, Corey? Well, look, I've had the privilege to travel a lot with the president recently i went out mm-hmm. to the mount rushmore trip with him right out in south dakota which i thought might have been his best speech ever fabulous uh, you speech. Know, uh, i'll be at the campaign office all day Tuesday, tomorrow and wednesday making sure and then i'm up in back in new hampshire doing a bus tour with the women for trump even though i'm not a woman they're gonna let me on the bus which i appreciate <laughs> right I may feel like one today, and so I guess you're okay. I mean, you, hey, don't discriminate, right? You can do whatever right. you want. Nowadays. You can, you can identify for tomorrow only, Corey. <laughs> just for one day, just for a brief period. So I'm going to do that. And then, uh, you know, and then my next 107 days or so are just going to be consumed with helping this president get out his message, fight for him on television, and uh, make sure the American people know exactly what's at stake. And what's at stake is turning our country over to our children and our grandchildren better than the way we had it turned over to us, which has been the historical precedence since our great-great-grandfathers, right? Since World War I, our country has always been handed over to the next generation better than what the previous generation had. If we turn this country over to Joe Biden and the far left of the world, and they decide to tear down every statue, rename every military base, and decide to get rid of our history, regardless of how dark it has been in the past, we are doing a disservice to future generations. So I want to fight for my children and hopefully someday my grandchildren so that they can grow up in the same country I have. Yeah. And uh, and in order for that to happen, uh, we have to remember that we can never give up. Hey, I, I've been fighting for this fight since before Donald Trump came down that escalator. I've taken my share of slings and arrows and I've got broad shoulders and, you know, they said a lot of bad things about me and demean me, and disparage sure. me. I wake up every day because I love to fight. And if we stop fighting, then the other side wins because they will never stop. They never give up. They're more tenacious. They're more vicious. They fight dirty than we do. And we have to, you know, match them toe to toe, which look, I love to get in that octagon, that arena. And I love to fight with them. So I'll never give up doing that. Corey Lewandowski is former Donald Trump campaign manager and author of three different books about the president and just a, a great guy. Corey, as always, appreciate your time. Be well, my friend, and God bless. Thank you. Take care, guys. You bet. 321 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more. Uh, good start getting off on a high note here on Monday on WORD.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. 326 now here on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, good news is uh, is kind of hard to come by these days. I think you would agree. Uh, but I saw this story today on the web, and uh, it just leaped out at me. Uh, this is one that will warm the cockles of your heart, I think. Uh, the portrait of former President Slick Willie, William Jefferson Clinton. I want you to listen to me. The portrait of former President Bill Clinton has been removed from the White House Grand Foyer, or Grand Foyer, and placed in a room that is used for storage, according to reports. The White House has suddenly moved the painting, along with a portrait of former President George W. Bush. The official portraits of uh, President Trump's predecessors were pulled from their prominent positions in the entrance hall to the home in recent days and will be kept out of view of visitors. Pairings, uh, I beg your pardon, paintings of the most recent occupants of the residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue have traditionally uh, given a pride of place and hung in the grand foyer of the White House. Uh, no explanation given by the White House. No official response as to why the paintings were moved. However, the move comes as Bill Clinton's relationship with uh, deceased child sex offender Jeffrey Epstein has uh, gotten increasing media attention. It is tradition for those who were last in the Oval Office to be placed closest to the entranceway to the White House within eyeshot of all those who visit. The spots occupied by Bush and Clinton have been taken over by two portraits of Republican presidents who served more than 100 years ago. I'm guessing one of those is probably Andy Jackson. Uh, the pair of presidential paintings uh, has been moved to the old family dining room, a small room off the Grand State dining room that is used to store unused tablecloths and furniture. I, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a uh, more fitting locale uh, for uh, <clears throat> those two uh, former presidents. 329 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Annie's ready to update us on the news, and I'm right back on the other side. Monday, Monday edition is underway here on WORD.
Welcome back. 3.36 now, 24 before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Let me use this uh, opportunity quickly to uh, catch up with the text line before I get uh, too far behind there. Uh, Bobby, continued e-learning or a virtual school will show America we don't need as many teachers in schools as we have. Uh, Bobby, using Florida's example of the uh, motorcyclist who allegedly died of COVID-19, using that as an example, then George Floyd died of the Rona as well, right? Yeah, he tested positive, right? So I guess so. Oh, and I got another text message from uh, my buddy, uh, Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer. I always know it's from uh, Joe because uh, they begin the same way. Billy... He always calls me Billy. Billy, I sent a message to all my constituents in South Dakota, but your fill-in didn't read it. No lie. I think his name's Jumbo Harvey or something, uh, but I digest. Let me set the record straight. I recently had a press conference outside my basement. No kidding. A bunch of no-good, full-of-malarkey criticizers uh, dog-faced pony soldiers that they are, said I was confused when that was clearly not the case. They're the ones who are confused, man. They kept asking me what I do as president when I'm running for Senate. Can't make this stuff up. They clearly got some screws loose, no lie. Anyway, make sure you get out March 17th and vote Joe for Senate. Signed, your pal, Senator Joe Biden. Just about right. Uh, Bobby, when the elections come around and 90% of the votes are for Trump, how do we stop the far left from cheating and changing the votes as they've done before? Well, one way is to make sure that we uh, defeat any Democrat efforts uh, to do this mail-in voting, uh, because that is nothing but uh, a prescription for cheating. Uh, and, and we really need to have stricter controls at the polls this time around. And, and my fear, one of the other things that, that, that I'm afraid of, we saw one small example of this in 2008 when you remember there were some, uh, uh, they, they weren't really, I guess they weren't BLM because that it predated BLM, but uh, a Black Panther Party. Uh, demonstrators outside a polling place in Philadelphia, uh, dressed in fatigues and, and carrying uh, uh, batons, you know, the kind of folding batons that the police use, and uh, threatening people at the polling places. A, a lot of these far-left places, uh, all these Democrat-run uh, states, uh, I'm afraid that the BLM and Antifa is going to try and show up at polling places and intimidate uh, Voters there as well. Uh, Bobby, read the Constitution, Article 3, Section 3, for the definition of treason. Antifa and BLM have waged war against the United States, and the Dems are guilty of treason as well. We are in a civil war. It's time something was done. Tracy from uh, Gaffney. There is no question that the disguises have now been dropped uh, everything is out in the open, and the uh, goals of these progressive socialists slash Marxists 
uh, are, are very obvious. Bobby, uh, we're always going to have sickness. If it's not corona, then some other virus. Masks can trap bacteria during summertime. We may develop immunity to common flu virus. Will masks lower that immunity? Uh, Bobby, they could put those former POTUS paintings in the bathroom. So, Bobby Mack, are you ready to follow the nuclear turtle of the 60s under your desk in case of nuke attack? Be sure and wear your mask under your desk. You wouldn't want to catch corona while being hit by a nuke. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm old enough that back in the 50s at the height of the uh, Cold War scare with Russia, they actually did put out these, these training films for school kids. Get under your desk. <laughs> yeah, that's going to do a lot of good. Uh, Bobby, it appears our uh, Secretary of Defense, Mark Thomas Esper, born 426-64, has a criminal record. He lives in a million-dollar home in Virginia. Well, that's not surprising. Every home in Virginia is a million dollars now. Uh, wow, what a country. It appears you can have a criminal record and be Secretary of Defense and live in a million-dollar home. If I'm wrong, I humbly apologize to our current Secretary of Defense. Uh, Criminal record for what? Uh, Bobby, they removed Bubba's portrait and put it in storage. Jeez, you know, they're they're missing something here because the cops in the Epstein case are probably going to need it uh, for an eventual lineup. Uh, Bobby is a retired weather guy, that is, as I say, a recovering meteorologist. Can you please look at the current local radar and tell me why these thunderstorms look like flying ghosts when they first pop up from uh, Jim and Easley? You you pretty much just described it uh, yourself right there, uh, Jim. Pop-up thunderstorms. There was a time these used to be referred to by TV meteorologists as popcorn Thunderstorms because it would look like a, a kernel of popcorn just, you know, popping up out of nowhere. And and that's what you get here in the uh, summertime. Okay, time for a, a quick edition of uh, Lunacy of Language. Here we go. The left's Lunacy of Language. The British Royal Navy has buckled under pressure to go woke and banned terms now deemed offensive because they are considered male-themed. The UK's military branch is following the Canadian Navy, which recently replaced the word seaman with sea person. You know, they have different ranks, seaman first class, seaman second class, what have you. Uh, Britain's Navy will now replace that rank and use uh, the word uh, sea person. Additionally, uh, they are banning the use of uh, the words unmanned, man overboard, and manpower in a bid to fight fears of sexism. Now get this. Who is behind this? First Sea Lord, that's the title, First Sea Lord, Tony Radican is leading the charge for the changes to be rolled out 
arguing it causes female recruits to feel excluded. Well, wait a minute, Tony. Can I call you Tony? Lord, see Lord. Uh, doesn't that uh, also fall into that same sexist category? Uh, meantime, another part of the world, more liberal leftist lunacy with language. Human body parts named after men, kings, and gods have been deemed irrelevant and misogynistic by some Australian doctors who no longer seek to salute the ideals, the ideas rather, of dead male anatomists. A specialist obstetrician in the state of Queensland, gynecologist and anatomy lecturer Dr. Kristen Small is urging her students to drop gender bias and what she calls irrelevant and misogynistic medical language. Well, okay, what, uh, what specifically did you have in mind, doctor? What's that? Adam's apple? Adam's apple's got to go? What else? Achilles tendon. I see. Uh, the... Uh, Report says she also wants to defeat a patriarchal history of medical definition, which reinforces the fact women are not represented in most of the 700 parts of the body named after people. Dr. Small lamented much of the female reproductive system is named, quote, after dead dudes, and inhibits her desire to subvert the patriarchy in a modern practical way. Whatever that means. God. They're sick. They're, they're just, you know, they are the definition of sick. 14 before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Be right back. A little sampling of uh, good, the bad, and the ugly music. Sad to see that uh, Inyo Marconi, the guy that uh, did the music for all those uh, Italian spaghetti westerns and, uh, and other uh, great pieces of music for tons of films, uh, passed away last week. He had a good run, though. He was, what, 90 or 91? Uh, by the way, those of you who follow Jeopardy know that uh, they have been in reruns. Uh, for a while. They they typically are in the summer, but uh, all the business with the Chinese flu has uh, extended the time frame for reruns, and they're getting ready uh, to do another series where I think they're going to go back way into the vaults and uh, show some older uh, editions, including uh, Alex Trebek's first show that he hosted on Jeopardy. So that's going to be cool. 
Uh, Alex put out another video update uh, that I came across over the weekend and uh, said that his cancer treatments are paying off, uh, but that they are taxing on his system, as you might imagine. Uh, He also said that he has written a book that will be out tomorrow and uh, for the first time, Jeopardy! opening the vaults and will air classic episodes, uh, including uh, his first hosting job. Here is, uh, here is some of what Alex Trebek had to say. For the first time ever, we are going to open the Jeopardy! vaults and take another look at some of our favorite episodes, including the very first Jeopardy! show I ever hosted, Mustache and All. I'd also like to take this opportunity to give you a quick health update. I'm doing well, I've been continuing my treatment, and it is paying off, though it does fatigue me a great deal. My numbers are good, I'm feeling great. In fact, during the break from the studio, I even wrote a book that will be coming out July 21st. I can't wait to return to the studio and start recording shows for the new season in September. Meanwhile, my wish for all of you, stay safe. Uh, By the way, Alex also informed us he has grown a goatee. So uh, the mustache uh, may be gone, but uh, it's been been replaced uh, in on the uh, text line. Uh, Bobby, uh, Tony, what's his name? First Sea Lord. Sea Lord is an actual thing. I hope Aquaman doesn't sue. Yeah, in fact, uh, in his younger days, Winston Churchill was first Sea Lord and uh, came up uh, in the First World War with a plan that led to the uh, disastrous defeat at uh, Gallipoli. Almost killed his career right there. Took him a long time to uh, come back from it. Uh, Bobby, uh, Achilles tendon that the doctor is so concerned about is based on a myth anyway. Yeah, Greek mythology. Ooh, hear the thunder rumbling in the background there? Uh, Bobby, Dr. Small needs to change her name because it's not fair to those of us who are large. Uh, hey, Bobby, missed you on Friday. Thank you. Enjoyed the day off there. Needed a little break. Good call on taking down uh, those paintings at the White House. Can we take down Pelosi as well? She is, after all, a corpse. Uh, let's just rewrite the entire English dictionary while we're at it, shall we? You're right. These people are mentally ill. They give me a run for my money. Signed, Joker. Uh, Bobby, I bet that doctor gets a lot of dates, huh? Yeah. Uh, Bobby, 51 years ago today, one small step for me, a man, in my case, one giant step for, well, whomever in their mind. There you go. Uh, Bobby, pouring rain and sunshine. Yep. Another uh, typical Summertime activity. Devil is beating his wife. Raining with the sun out. Uh, what, am I going crazy? No, it's just, you know, summertime in the upstate. Uh, Bobby, there's one part of the anatomy that must be named after a famous liberal female activist, the large intestine, because it's always full of, well, you know what. Uh, Bobby, so... Uh, We keep hearing the origins of COVID-19 are in that Wuhan lab. They tried to mutate HIV and SARS virus to develop a vaccine. Then one of them got infected for the last 10 years. 
uh, execution of Saddam Hussein was on YouTube. However, YouTube recited, uh, decided to remove it today, citing violence. So wait a minute. Justice is now violence. Uh, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and apparently uh, so, is, so is violence. Hour number one has zipped on past. Second hour on what's turning out to be a thunderous Monday. On the way next here on the Bobby Mack Show on WORD. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 